1: Hello, welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And this series is in cooperation with Cinda Virtual, which brings you thought leaders and business stories from all over the world. Now, you can learn more about Cinda under www.cinda.org. But we don't only bring you thought leaders and business stories from all over the world. We have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to the series, let me tell you what the series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact global digitalization, digital transition, the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence, digital transitions, and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance and business values and ethics that may impact your organization or your individual career. Now, you can listen to us live every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Pacific time. But if you miss us live, don't worry, because we're on every major podcast platform from Apple to Google to Stitcher to Spotify. All you have to do is put Leadership Beyond Borders, and you'll find us all over the web. Now, also, drop me an email. Let me know what you want to hear about on the show. If you have any comments about any guests or you want to get in touch with them, send me an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. But whatever you're doing, if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless of your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure that you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. Now, on to today's episode, which is going to be kind of a fun discussion with a guest that we've had on in the past. And let me just make a couple comments about what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about monologue and dialogue. Now these are two literary devices that involve speech. Now the monologue refers to a speech delivered by one person to express his or her thoughts, whereas a dialogue refers to a conversation between two or more persons. Now we very often think about monologue and dialogue, but in relation to literary devices. So today we're going to talk about what are, you know, how do we use these devices when we're doing business, okay? There are meta functions that give dialogue the advantage over monologue, but what if you were to improve monologuing and change it through technology and to help it support business? And we're going to explore that today with an expert. And our guest today is Christian J. Ward, and he is Executive Vice President and Chief Data Officer of Yext. Yext is on a mission to help organizations answer every question about their businesses. Yext's Answers platform collects and organizes content from across the enterprise to deliver relevant, actionable information. Wherever people ask questions, um, they get answers with Yext. Now, founded in 2006, Yext has over 1,200 employees and 12 global offices. Now, Christian himself is focused on expanding applications of knowledge graphs and data asset optimization. His focus is to help YEX clients identify value and structure their knowledge graphs to maximize their data value. Christian is a co-author of Amazon book, uh, Data Leverage, Unlocking the Surprising Growth and Potential of Data Partnerships, and has developed and executed hundreds of data partnerships around the world, from small entrepreneurial firms to the world's largest data companies. So welcome, Christian. Thank you. Thank you, Kimberly. Great to be here. Okay. So um, let's just kind of, just to start this conversation, first, you want to just say a couple words about Yext?
2: Uh, certainly, certainly. So, um, obviously, as you know, Yext has been a part of Cinda and worked with you and your organization for many, many years. Um, Yext is uh, a digital experience platform, a DXP, if you will. And we're yeah. very focused and have been focused since our beginning on how to take the knowledge of every organization and to prepare that knowledge to be used in whatever digital experience necessary. And so, whether that's websites or AI or uh, even showing up in Google. All of those are just facets of the customer journey where we want to make sure that the business itself is in control of all the facts and information about that business. And so Yext has been doing that, as you said, for quite some time. And it's actually probably one of the most exciting times uh, in the decade I have worked for Yext in that uh, conversational AI is really stepping in and changing the way we think about uh, what it means to share or have a dialogue with a consumer.
1: Okay, great. So, so definitely, you know about data and dialogues. So let's talk about dialogues, okay? Because that's what we're going to have fun today and talk about dialogues and monologues. And and you know, before we even get into the subject today, let's talk a little bit about human behavior and what a monologue is and why do we do this as humans. Yeah. So, so
2: kind of interestingly, I think um, we are all familiar with the concept of monologue and dialogue. Um, often I like to think of uh, it in this manner, which is sort of villains monologue and heroes dialogue. Um, and, and that sounds bad. But when we think about the sort of the classic monologue structure, a lot of times in, in movies and in theater, um, you end up with this sort of like this villain monologue. And it's, it's interesting because Um, This all stems from this construct of storytelling. And you and I have actually had uh, one of these discussions about storytelling, I want to say, four years ago. Um, Yeah. storytelling – Storytelling is at the, the, the center of humanity. It's, it's how we as humans process information, is that we actually create stories and narratives and timelines, like how we met our significant other, or you know, the, the days or, 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 or events around our children's lives or our parents' lives. All of those things are, are fundamentally the human condition. And so mm-hmm. when we analyze storytelling, uh, what what very quickly you start to realize is, many times stories can sort of fall into this monologue uh, uh, pattern, or they can fall into more of a dialogue pattern. Um, and, and I think it's fascinating because, um, at least from an academic research perspective, we've been analyzing things like narrative transportation theory um, since, you know, two three decades ago, when people were trying to understand why is it that storytelling is so powerful. And I feel like brands for the last several years have very much focused on we wanted to be a great storyteller. And 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 the part that I think is we have to dive into now is. Are you really storytelling, or is this just like an evil monologue at this point? Um, And that's 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 the the crux of the question.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, we're going to come into brands and how we use this in business, but I just I have one question because when we stay kind of on this human behavior and the storytelling, you know, monologuing. Kind of sometimes has a bad reputation, okay? Yeah. You know, because because you know we think about it with politicians or or really bad teachers or really bad salespeople, um, you know. Um, so why why do we associate kind of this negativeness around monologuing?
2: Yeah, it's it's a it's a great question, and and it is kind of funny because. I don't really recall it growing up as being negative. I always kind of uh, associated with a Shakespearean (laughs) sort of, uh, you know, sonnet or something. But the reality is um, I think people have grown um, substantially in the last, let's say three decades around having their own voice. And Mm -hmm. what people have found is that when you feel like you're being monologued to, um, you, you start to get this sense of you're not in control and you're not an active equal participant in the discussion, and that oftentimes is is a negative. Um, Now, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying all monologues, but I will say, generally speaking, we're inviting people along the journey with us um, in in all sort of actions, not just business. And when people feel like they are being monologued at, uh, it it comes across as mildly offensive, if not uh, just overall off-putting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, you're right. I don't remember it as, as being negative, but I remember being bored. Okay. You know, that teacher that stood up there and just went blah, blah, blah. And you kind of lose yourself in your own thoughts and you're not listening after a while. Um, but let's come on, let's go and talk, talk about this session. Okay. So, you know, um, the, the title of the session is stop monologuing, enabling trust-centric customer dialogues with AI. So we're going to get into the details after to the break, but but why did you come up with this title and and what does this mean? Well, so uh,
2: I, I I was preparing a, a, a discussion uh, for uh, a meeting with some clients, and uh, I was struck. I, w- I was watching The Incredibles, which is a Pixar movie, and right. uh, there's one mo- there's one moment in the movie. I love the movie. Uh, there's one moment in the movie I was watching with my son where the villain, uh, this gentleman named Syndrome is monologuing. And the hero is using that time, classic 1960s Batman, using the time of while someone's monologuing to try to escape. And the hero realizes, or rather the villain realizes and says, you dog, you got me monologuing. And and it's it's such a funny moment because it, it ties on for so many uh, different uh, movies. And then I just started thinking about you know, that's actually a frustration I experience with almost every brand engagement that I have. And it started, I started looking into some of the academic theories around monologues versus dialogues versus narratives. And and what I what I'm realizing is one of the reasons I am so excited about and have been for so many years about conversational AI is that it actually might start to bring back this concept of a dialogue at scale. And so mm-hmm. this discussion is very much centered around. You've been monologuing, and and the reason why, by the way, I want to say that it's I I feel it's more become a villain's monologue is we've been using things like cookies and tracking. So you know I, I get these emails, Kimberly, where it's like greetings and then brackets, person's name here, close brackets, right? And and they're acting like they're trying to personalize it. That's not personal. It, in fact, it's it's it feels like all that we've been doing is is taking the story and pushing mm-hmm. it pushing it into a monologue um, and and we're using cookies and privacy invasive technologies to make the monologue feel more personal. But it's still a monologue of why Mm. I should pick up the phone and deal with that brand. And I think Mm -hmm. AI is opening up this amazing opportunity for us to get away from that.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I—that's I, really interesting, and I love that movie too. <laughs> but you know, I, I mean, I—I I, I, when you start to think about that, okay. But just just to come back to a question before we start to going into details and how we help businesses use this and and make this. Um, Why do you think businesses traditionally use monologue? Is it because it's just, you know, uh, out of habit or here's my product or, you know, I mean, so much advertising is monologue. Okay. Yes. Yeah.
2: It's um, look, I I think uh, as with most most things, I I think we were hoping we were designing a cheetah, you know, something super efficient uh, to speed our message. And we ended up with a platypus. And mm-hmm. and and that's because sometimes things evolve in directions that perhaps we didn't envision. And and when I when you look at marketing today, I think marketing has the pendulum is starting to swing back a little bit. But for the last couple of decades, marketing has really been about trying to identify absolutely everything a brand can know about a person in order to mm-hmm. quote unquote engage them in a dialogue. And what I'm actually realizing today with conversational AI is that's not a dialogue at all. It's really just been them yelling the monologue at me, except they know where I am, what I read last and what my name is. And that's not the proper use of the technology. And so I think that it's evolved to this but it's, it's something we, we, we know has to change because you and I have talked many times about, I think the most personal experiences, whether it's for a small business or even a large enterprise, but it's when you used to walk into a store and uh, I, I often use the example of a toy store where you walk in and they're like, what can I help you with today? And you start having a dialogue. That's a great experience. Mm-hmm. And I really don't think marketing has done a good job of that over the last several years because they have been sold this concept Uh, to a large degree, by technology companies of scale, scale, scale. And Mm -hmm. scale kills personalization when the technology doesn't really let you have a personal experience. And so that's what is so exciting about these new technologies, right? To, to, to literally be able to take the voice and the knowledge of a business and to translate in that into a chat or an AI experience, um, I think the world's gonna get a very, very big wake up when Gemini walk, uh, uh, launches from Google later this fall. Mm-hmm. But you can already see it with things like ChatGPT and others that Dialogue is pretty much possible at this point, um, sometimes with some crazy hallucinations. But overall, we're getting to the point where brands will actually be able to have conversations instead of trying to manipulate people with their villainous monologue. (laughs) <laughs>
1: okay. No, that, that, you're right because it is. Well, you know, as a consumer, you're sitting there and you, you sometimes you you just kind of get your brain gets tired listening to the same thing over and over, <laughs> and nobody's listening to what you want. So, um, Christian, we're gonna we're gonna take a short break, and when we come back, I want I want to dive into this a little bit on what businesses can do and how we can start to to, to make these changes. And for our listeners, we're talking with Christian Ward, and he is the executive vice president and chief data officer at YEX and Yex helps organizations build digital experiences across any channel using their open and composable platform. The Yex DXP collects and organizes content to deliver AI-led experience for any organizations, customers, employees, or partners. And Christian is the EVP and Chief Data Officer at Yex, focusing on expanding the applications and the intersection of data and AI. His focus is to help EX clients identify value structure, their knowledge to maximize their data value in both AI and search applications. He is also the co-author of an Amazon number one bestseller, Data Leverage, Unlocking the Surprising Growth of Potential of Data Partnerships. Now, if you'd like to reach out to Christian, you can reach out to him on LinkedIn under Ward Christian and on Twitter under at Ward Christian. And if you'd like to learn more about Yex, please go to www.yex.com. You can also reach out to Yex on LinkedIn. You can find them on Instagram under Yex Inc. And you can find them on Facebook under Yex DE. And they're also on Twitter under Yex. So please reach out to Yex. And this broadcast is being brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. They hold trainings, conferences, do market research, and legislate white papers focused on digital. They also have conferences, and their next conference is coming up, October twenty. 20- second to 25th in porto portugal and in portugal you can meet the yex team there and cinda also has a platform cinda for startups where they help startups across europe succeed through workshops in their e-learning platform which is free to all entrepreneurs and founders so please go to www.cinda.org and check it out and with that we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back
3: Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today.
0: Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. How do you cultivate braver, more daring leaders? And how do you embed the value of courage in your
1: culture? How do you take charge of your life and achieve your goals and bring about positive changes that propel you forward? On The Leader's Edge, join your hosts, Steve and Ernie, as they bring a mix of insights and personal and leadership growth that shapes your culture and the culture around you. Lean in and learn intentionally how to accelerate into your next best life. Tune into The Leader's Edge. With Ernalita Kumos and Steve Steele, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
4: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
0: Are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program.
1: Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we're talking about AI. We're talking about monologue versus dialogue um, when it comes to business. We kind of before the before the break, we just talk, kind of took a little look at human nature and why we as humans kind of do monologue and. What's the difference between monologue and dialogue? And our guest today is an expert in the area, and our guest is Christian J. Ward. He's the Executive Vice President and Chief Data Officer at Yext. And Yext helps organizations build digital experiences across channels using their open, composable platform. The Yext DXP collects and organizes content to deliver AI-led experiences for any organizations, customers, employees, and partners. And Christian is the Executive Executive Vice President and Chief Data Officer at Yex, and focuses on expanding applications into an intersection of data and AI. He is also the co-author of an Amazon number one bestseller, Data Leverage, Unlocking the Surprising Growth Potential of Data Partnerships. So welcome back, Christian. <laughs> okay, so um, before before the break, we're kind of talking about this, this, you know, the... Uh, how marketing has focused on scale, scale, scale—kind of nothing personal. You know, more leaning towards dialogue. So um, let's come back to businesses. I mean, what do we, what do we need to do to change this? Yeah, it's. Um,
2: I think realistically, up until the last, let's say, a few years, um, changing this. really, it was always more of the same. So most businesses have invested in things, um, you know around more tracking or storage of data around customers trying to understand their customers and and again i, I keep picking on everyone saying they're villains for it but I, I think fundamentally when when you tell everyone to stop thinking about what they do on a daily basis as a business and ask them if it's okay that every major tech platform in the world knows everything their child is looking at where their <laughs> child currently is and where their child is likely to be in the next two hours I think we all can agree, this stuff probably needs to go away. Um, Now, recognizing that as humans, not necessarily as marketers, because I know people wear different hats, um, the the reality of it is is the internet up until the last few months I'll say uh, or year has really been about the who what where and when when it comes to businesses mm-hmm. um, and the reason why I say that is it's sort of like you know what time do you open what services do you have who is the doctor I'm going to see uh, where is the location all of those sorts of things are are factual information. And it's been critical. Obviously, that's something Yext has worked mm-hmm. on for a very long time. And I've worked on for uh, now half my career. Um, what has just happened, though, that is so exciting is we now have the technology that allows the how and the why questions. And we've never had that before, right? Because for human beings, the reason why we engage in storytelling is not just the who, what, where, when, it's actually to tell the how I got to this point in my life, why it's important to me. The how and why are much different in terms of the narrative engagement and so what's starting to happen now and what I think businesses can really start to get their arms around is they need to start to think about telling their story the storytelling but in more of a narrative or a dialogue with the customer where the customer initiates what they're looking for and you listen and then you bring back these great hows and whys and that's a that is a completely different approach to marketing but I I honestly do not see a world where that is not the absolute norm in the next two years. <laughs>
1: and uh, let me just take that into a little practical level, okay? Yep. So I'm I'm a I'm a business and, you know, I've focused on, okay, what I have, where I have, when I'm selling, um, you know, I might have my, my, my target customer base. And I've never really kind of explored this other than maybe, as you gave the example, when somebody comes in the toy store at Christmas, I have a dialogue with them to find the right toy or whatever. Um, how do we shift the, yeah. the mentality of, of the businesses?
2: Yep, so um, businesses typically, uh, whether small or large, are always driven by performance of their marketing spend and the ROI on what they can see mm-hmm. return wise. Um, and so there's, there's a couple things you have to do. Number one, you have to start capturing the dialogue. So when you think about most marketing efforts, and the reason why I call them monologues, you can go to countless websites, and I'm talking major brands versus you know even small businesses, and there's nowhere for me as a customer to engage in a dialogue, all that's there tends to be is the web page. It's like a glorified billboard on the side of a highway. Right? Here's everything we do. Here's our who, what, where, when, and it's just there. And then you hope and pray Google crawls that, and you show up in a search engine, or you use Yext to put data in the search engine. It doesn't matter. It's always been about projecting what you have, where you are, and etc. What what I'm saying is, is we're heading into a world where prior to the last, like I said, couple of years. The technology to have an AI have a conversation or to have great search, Um, obviously Yex has been doing search for a long time now, but having something where someone can ask a question, that is actually the beginning of a dialogue. See, uh, people look at the search box and they think SEO. I I actually do not think that Mm -hmm. way. I look at the search box and I see a dialogue waiting to happen Mm -hmm. where, where someone says on your website, like for example, the number one digital experience that's ever been created, it's not even debatable, is Google. Right, it's mm-hmm. it's a hundred and sixty billion dollar business, and there's nothing on that page except a search box, and yet when you go to every other business's website, it's like this 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 you know sort of massive outburst of all the things they can do with thirty seven drop down menus and twenty eight additional menus in the <laughs> footer, right? And and that's I, I, Kimberly, I know why we got here, but like I said, that's a platypus. And the answer has been staring us in the face for over 20 years, which is when you let people talk, and that could be via search, but see, search and chat, they are on a continuum to dialogue, where when I Mm -hmm. ask a question like, what time do you open tomorrow? You can just say seven o'clock. I don't want five paragraphs from GPT on why you open at seven o'clock. You have to take the question into account. But when someone says I open at seven o'clock and then the next question from the consumer is, well, what services do you have for beginner skiers? That's mm-hmm. a bigger how and why question, not just what. And so what what you're gonna start to see is Customers are going to have active dialogues with brands, and instead of creepily following them around on their Facebook and every other Instagram and you know threads, whatever it is lately, when you follow someone around, that's not the right way to do this. The right way to do this is to, yes, you must advertise and you should be present. That's like, you, you should always mm-hmm. spon- sponsor Wimbledon if you can sponsor Wimbledon, you should do that. Mm-hmm. But that's awareness, right? Dialogue is where marketing goes, where everything is personalized and anything that isn't personalized or can't be by the AI, will bring a human into the discussion at the appropriate time. And we're seeing real, real movement in this. And And I, I can't stress this enough. It's literally month by month we are seeing improvement in the AI instead of lying or making things up, literally sticking to the script and having great, meaningful conversations. So to, to answer your question a very long way around is, businesses are going to start to see, well, what are customers talking to us about? And they'll get reports. Like we do uh, extensive uh, linguistic analysis on everything typed into the search bars that we power on thousands of websites. And we do that to try and understand, I wonder why that audience is asking about these questions. You should have more content on this. You should engage them more here. You have to listen in order to really have that dialogue. And I just don't think that's been the Martech stack design for a very long time. Yeah.
1: And I, I think you know you're just really hitting the nail on the head there because I was just thinking my own behavior going into Google or something I I never just search one thing. I'm always asking a question or looking for a solution, okay? And yes. um and you know, but but he, here's here's my load of question, okay? And let's talk about the technology a bit because I I I've never really had a satisfying AI conversation. Okay? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, um, I, I had the worst one the other day. I can't even remember what it was, um, where it was, which I couldn't even get past like the first sentence. Okay. So ha- what what do we have to change technology-wise to get, before we even start to get brands to buy into it, what do they have to do with their platforms? What do they, how can they change this? Yeah. Uh, so.
2: Um, a great way to think about this is that um, the, the speed, uh, Ethan Mollick, who is the uh, professor of uh, entrepreneurship and innovation at Wharton, uh, for anyone who doesn't follow him, I, I highly recommend following what he does. He writes a newsletter every week. Um, but he, he points out that actually right now, um, adopting the newest thing in AI is probably pretty foolhardy. Um, all these people running out and building hard-coded AI and fine-tuning their models, the tech is evolving so fast. That sort of taking more of an AI agnostic approach is the right approach, and 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 I'll explain it this way. Um, you've probably, Kimberly, if you've tried GPT, um, as my brother likes to say, everything it learned, it learned on the internet. It's extremely confident, and it will answer anything you ask it. And he said it's it's kind of like talking to a twenty nothing year old out of college, <laughs> and it's <and> it's it. <laughs> it, 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 it it's, it's very true, and I, you know, it's not the right tone, quite frankly, of voice no. for a lot of, of, of outputs that we're looking to use. Um, it's getting better and it will continue to get better, but there's other large language models that show more promise that maybe have more empathy or are more concise. Um, and so what you have to do is think about it this way. Every platform that you work with today from a digital marketing perspective is adding AI. If they're hardwiring it, they're doing it wrong. I would be very careful with anyone where everything is just one AI or it's you know it's sort of that uh, it's all just a, a back room API call to GPT. Don't do that. Really dig into what people are building to understand because I assure everyone by the time this podcast airs, uh, there is actually going to be three to five new large language model breakthroughs. And so we w- what I tell businesses is you are unlikely to be um, in the position to build your own AI, you are going to mm-hmm. swap in and swap out different AI as they improve. What you must do to prepare is to build out your data strategy, because uh-huh. whether people realize this or not, your AI strategy is really just your data strategy, <laughs> because yeah. you're going to you're going to attach the AI to some sort of data structure that has all the knowledge about your business, and that's how you're going to stay at the forefront of every new AI breakthrough. Because whether there's a new AI or not tomorrow, um, it it doesn't change that I open my doors at 7 a.m. And so if I open my doors at 7 a.m., but you have to have that data in a very compliant, transparent, and I'm not talking about a data lake uh, for large enterprises. I'm talking about a very specific system. Obviously, this is very much what Yex does, but it needs to be a system where we want AI to interrogate the system and to learn. Um, whereas data lakes, you gotta be like big data sets, you gotta be careful what you let the AI run around on. Um, but but for, for us, it's being very careful and deliberate about setting up your data strategy to take advantage of the dialogue driven marketplace that AI is gonna enable. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, that's the, it, because the data, Christian. Just to, you know, for our listeners too, the data is really what I, Kimberly, as a consumer, and asking you and my engagement and my discussion and what I want to do with this product. Okay, yes. and and um, I have a funny. We're gonna take a break in a just funny story. Um, I I had this huge conversation with an an Apple chat uh, during the summer because. Um, I bought air tags for all the kids and made them all wear air tags when I took them to Disney. So, you know, so I Good was, but it uh, it worked great. I'll tell you. Okay, they were all under ten and I didn't lose anybody. Okay, so, so but no. My point is that I was trying to have this conversation about how I could put air tags on kids. Okay. Yeah. And I was getting no place. And every place I was putting in there, I'd get how I could put them in my luggage. Okay.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: so, yes. You know, and so, I mean, these are the kind of things. This is the kind of data that maybe Apple should be collecting. Oh, well, there's actually people out there putting air tags on kids. You know.
0: So.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's. Uh, it, it's. It's a great point, and um, I know we're hopping a break. It's. It's one of those where um, I, I, I see the opportunity. Like you keep bringing up Disney. I think it's such a great example. Which yes. is when I'm taking a family to Disney. I typically end up with 37 tabs open in in oh, my browser yes, because yes. I'm trying to assimilate all these questions I have of you know which which breakfast can we go to what hotel what what offers are there and it's it's ridiculous I just it's, it's, need to have a dialogue with Disney or with the property yeah, exactly and, and that that is what I'm saying the AI will fo- finally enable um and then you know in, in terms of privacy the beauty of this is we're moving away from a centralized search ecosystem. And that, that's not to pick on Google. I, I never bet against Google. Yeah. I think they're, they have the best two data AI labs in the world. It's more that I'm not going to have to go to Google if all of these AI allow me to have a conversation directly with Disney or Disney has an AI that my AI can talk to, and it will protect my privacy in that conversation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So we're going to take a break, and um, I had the same frustration with Disney also. So (laughs) so, um, now we're going to take a break, and when we come back, I just want to talk a a little bit more about, you know, how do we get this going? you know, how, what do you think the consumer reaction is going to be with this um, as we move forward? And for our listeners, our guest today is Christian J. Ward. He's the Executive Vice President and Chief Data Officer at Yex. And Yex helps organizations build digital experiences across channels using their open and composable platform. The Yex DXP collects and organizes content to deliver AI-led experiences For any organization's customers, employees, or partners. And Christian is Executive Vice President and Chief Data Officer at Yex, and he focuses on expanding applications and the intersection of data and AI. And his focus is to help Yex clients identify value and structure their knowledge to maximize their data value in both AI and search applications. He's also the author of the Amazon number one bestseller, Data Leverage, Unlocking the Surprising Growth Potential of Data partnerships and as I said that's on Amazon now if you'd like to reach out to Christian you can reach out to him on LinkedIn under Ward Christian J and on Twitter under Ward Christian J and if you'd like to learn more about Yext you can learn about Yext under www.yext.com and Yext is also on Instagram under Yext Inc on LinkedIn under Yext on Facebook under Yext DE so please look up Yext and this broadcast is also brought to you by CINDA. And CINDA is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. They hold virtual trainings, conferences, do market research, and legislative weight partners focused on digital. They also have conferences. Their next conference is October 22nd to 25th in Porto, Portugal, where the Yext team will be there as Yext is a big sponsor of Cinda. So, with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back.
3: Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts.
4: Small businesses are in trouble and it didn't just start with COVID-19. From the recession several years ago to the revolution of e-commerce giants more recently, small businesses are getting hit hard and need to come back. Tune in to Business Buzz and Business Watch. It's two shows in one. Hosted by Frank Hellring. We'll help your small business bounce back with best practices, guest experts, and resources that you can use to strengthen your small business. Listen Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Anyone can learn the keys to success from podcasts, TED Talks, and other forms of media. But what you really don't learn is the failures that lead up to that point. Join David Chavez on the Strategy Sherpa Show as he and notable business leaders have that discussion and teach you how valuable it is to learn from your failures. The Strategy Sherpa Show, Mondays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
3: Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel.
4: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
0: You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program.
1: Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And uh, today, today we're talking about the future of actually what I would just say customer interaction by um, using more dialogue and, and um, using that to interact with customers from businesses. And our guest today is Christian J. Ward and he's the Executive Vice President and Chief Data Officer at Yext. And Yex helps organizations build digital experiences across any channel using their open and composable platform. The Yex DXP collects and organizes content to deliver AI-led experience for any organizations, customers, employees, or partners. Now, Christian is Executive Vice President and Chief Data Officer at Yex and focuses on expanding applications and the intersection of data and AI. And he is also the, uh, the bestseller author of Data Leverage: Unlocking the Surprising Growth Potential of Data Partnerships. So, welcome back, Christian. Thank you. Um, so we're talking. We're kind of we're talking about these. You know, kind of like chatting experience. So I, I, I just want to come back to the technology part. Okay. Yep. Um, because I said, you know, uh, my experiences not have been that good. So how do we get business to ensure that our experiences get better and better or at least they're good now? Because, you know, a consumer who has a bad experience doesn't do it again. Okay, but yeah. the technology is changing so quickly. Um, that you know the experience will get better a, get a, get better but i may not know that as a consumer
2: yeah yeah, um, this is a great question because I think uh, I think the world has been done a disservice by all the if then chatbots that are out there for a decade um, because they're they were they were like being right back in a phone tree where it's like press one to be marginalized, press two to be ignored. <laughs> like that didn't help anybody, right? So we kind of hurt ourselves there because the tech wasn't ready. Um, now I-, I will offer this to you. Um, you have not had great experiences. However, the adoption rate um, for just ChatGPT, remember, no advertising, only yeah. announced it on Twitter. They reached 100 million users or something like that in less than 60 days, which had never been done before. And I want to point something out. We keep talking about this as though people are adopting this new technology. I do not think that is what's happening. What I think is happening is that people are just no longer being forced into unnatural behavior with search. See, mm-hmm. what, what's happening is they don't have to learn anything. It, we, we talk about this of like adoption, it, it's not that. Uh, Kimberly, what's happening is, is you're gonna start to still engage with these things because you're gonna see more and more of these AI tools and they're getting better every day, but I have had Incredibly in depth conversations um, with ChatGPT, with Code Interpreter, uh, with Claude2. These are not fully out in market as much as you might think just yet. Mm-hmm. So, what, what I can tell you is that the unnatural behavior of speaking keyword is going to die, and it's going to die mm-hmm. very quickly. Okay, so instead of you and I going to Google or wherever and saying Disney, vacation, three kids, uh, breakfast, <laughs> hotel, rates, we're not going to do that anymore. We're just going to say, hey, Disney, can I have a conversation about our upcoming vacation in August? And it's going to talk back. And that is going to be, that's not, no one has to adopt that. That is actually as fundamentally human. Remember, you are conversing and no words. Prior to being one years old, you are starting to converse vocally. And and so mm-hmm. that natural engagement, um, I think what's really happening is we're just not behaving unnaturally. And so I, that you're you're not going to have a problem, and and I, I will offer this: businesses are uh, a, a bit, you know, sort of lemmings, which is unfair because lemmings, uh, as it turns out, that was a total falsehood. They don't follow each other off a cliff. But um, the 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 reality is is once one business sees another one has an amazing chat AI experience that people are raving about, how long do you think it's going to be before they implement it? Right. Mm. So we know it's going to happen. It's a matter of how fast will this happen and. From my perspective, I'll give you an, a, a statistic because this blows my mind. We had our Yext data analysis team look at all of the traffic from all of the business listings. Uh, so as you all know, we, we power millions of businesses on Google and Bing and all these other platforms. And we can see what searches were typed into Google or others in many of those cases or the majority. We saw since the end of 2022, the, the use of the words how or why. Have gone up thirty eight percent since the launch. Since the launch of GPT, so wow. I, I guess my point to you is is that's it. Number one, that is a wow. That's insane. And number two, yeah. it's showing that people have always wanted to be able to say, Why should I come to Disney in or in Orlando, Florida, in in August? And the answer is because nobody's there. That's the answer. But that why <laughs> question is very hard for people to get their arms around in the classic digital marketing MarTech stack. And this AI is is rapidly uh, advancing and taking that over. Yeah,
1: and, and you know, when you say that too, I think because of the way search was structured, we were trained not to ask questions, even though our natural dialogue is, yes. you know, why should I go to you know, so kind of like technology trained us and now we're going back to our normal behavior. But uh, using that example, um, you know, uh, with these dialogues and for brands, I can see with brands with a lot of resources, you know, capturing, you know, a lot of this is capturing the data and scaling it and being able to manage it. Yes. Um, okay, how Uh, you know, how difficult that is, you know, and a a brand or a large enterprise might have it a little bit different than, than a, a small business. How do we go about that?
2: Yeah, it's, uh, so there's there's a couple of things uh, here which I, I think it's kind of interesting. This technology is unlocking not only the use of the data, but actually unlocking the data to be used in the first place. And and the way that that's happening, um, you've probably heard of things like Otter AI, um, which you know listens to meetings, or you can just sit on a desk and have a record a conversation. Um, there's tools like that, but I've I've seen a real success in feeding things like transcripts or business discussions um anything and again don't do this over you know an open model this is something you should have a model uh, locally because it's it could be private data but but what you can do and what you're starting to see is ai is now able and you may have seen this google has demonstrated taking just a single photo of an aisle in a grocery store, and the AI can literally tell you every bottle of wine, thousands of every bottle of wine that's there. That's how granular the AI can now see. And so, Kimberly, what's starting to happen is that we use AI to build the knowledge graphs for our customers and to augment Mm -hmm. them and improve them. So it used to be everything kind of had to be like, pulled by the business and they type it into Yext, like this is when we open, this is when we close. We're seeing now where we can extract structured data or we can, what's kind of even more exciting is we can augment or add to it. So if someone has all the details about um, a trip or you know a cruise, we can create brilliantly written paragraphs or even you know, blogs or, or product descriptions or biographies by merging that factual knowledge using a large language model in, into something much more human consumable. And so the, the the reality is is you're in the beginning, the absolute m- most beginning stages of what this can do. But what I think is very likely is if there is a way for us to use these tools to, number one, gather more data, so that could be through conversations. You could ask people, for example, you could ask people in, in a, uh, a store setting, hey, do you mind if I recall, record this conversation? I'm training our AI on how to treat customers properly. You'll be mm-hmm. amazed how many people will say, that sounds cool, and they'll let you yeah. do it. Now, when you yeah. feed that in, five of those conversations have enough data to extract the right emotional or outcomes in the voices of the, the participants, you'll be amazed at what you can train with just a few samples. It's called uh, few shot optimization. And so there's all these techniques that are helping us not only use the tech, but also gather the data so that as the technology improves, you at least have that data strategy. Uh, and as, as I've you and I've talked in the past, It is utterly amazing. Almost every knowledge graph or content set at Yex that we have built over the years follows the Pareto principle, which is Mm -hmm. 80 percent of people's questions can be answered with 20 percent of the facts. And so you don't need a ton of knowledge to answer the vast majority of, of questions coming from individuals, but you do need that core knowledge. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. No, that, that, I mean, that's exciting as a consumer. I'm looking from a consumer, um, point of view, it, it just makes you feel like somebody's finally listening to you, you know, and you're, you're, you're having a dialogue. So just, just kind of, we're getting towards the end, Christian. So, um, you, we still have businesses stuck out there, okay, yeah. in in the kind of this monologuing phrase. And so, what would you recommend them as actionable steps? You know, to try to to try to move into this future where that's what I want as a consumer.
2: Yeah. so, uh, number one, uh, you know, I've I've heard. You know, lots of people talking about, you know, AI won't take jobs, but a person with the AI will take jobs. Oh, everyone has to stop this nonsense. Yeah. AI is definitely going to take jobs. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, um, you know, I, I didn't ride a horse to this session, right? So like, <laughs> that's normal, right? Like technology is yeah. going to move along and that's okay. What, what I would say to everyone though is, is get to know these programs. So if you're a business owner or you help businesses, um, you really need to start using this stuff on the weekends and really testing it. And, and don't ask, it questions. Remember, these systems are not search engines. They're not database query engines. You you need to use other tools for that. These systems are translation and reasoning engines. And so you need to ask it like why and how questions. And it's amazing what it can do. But if you, first off, I'd say number one, sign up and start trying some of these tools to see what they really can do and can't do. Number two, you should be reading what you can. So I mentioned Ethan Mollick before. Um, Yext puts out a ton of great content around what we're doing with AI. Um, Another one is called the the uh, rundown, um, uh, the AI rundown. Um, There's always great places, but start listening and following what the trends are and what's happening. But but if I'm honestly telling businesses, how do you prepare for this? It's not gonna be you creating an AI. In in fact, even like fine tuning your own, own AI I'm going to tell you most of the time, it's not worth it. Um the reality is is, I can just say to the AI, be more polite next time, and it will be more polite. I don't have to retrain it. Um, you, you, there, there's there's things that are happening where you should be focused on your data strategy of what do people need to know about my business so that an AI could have the how and why discussion with someone, and that mm-hmm. that person will feel heard? and that they engaged in a meaningful dialogue where they felt they got trustworthy answers. The only way the AI can do that is if you spoon feed it this data set that says, here's our products, here's our services, here's our doctors, here's their biographies, here's the insurance we take. All of those, I don't care what your business is, all of those things need to be stored. And here's the other absolute key thing to this, Kimberly. When people think about this, I want you to understand the legal legalities, the compliance, all this Mm -hmm. stuff has has not been settled yet. There is a lot of questions out there. But what I can tell you is I see no world where regulators go, you know, it's okay, We don't care how it came up with the answer. Just just let it run. That's not going to happen. Okay, Mm -hmm. they're going to say, show me, show me where the AI got that answer and answered that person that question. So you need the data in one location because when the regulators come knocking, you want to be able to clearly say in full transparency, hey, when that chat happened, it went to this data set and this data set has been approved and it used that data to answer that question. And yeah. that is how you prepare. You've got to get the data structured and you've got to have it in a compliance environment so that you're ready to take advantage of all these new tools.
1: Yeah, I mean, great advice and a whole different uh, podcast, Christian, we can have that on regulation, uh, along with your brother, who's an expert in that area. Right. <laughs> so,
2: yeah, um, yes. Uh, yes. No. Call, call Jake for that one. Yes.
1: For that one. <laughs> no. Well, thank you. Great tips for our listeners. Um, Always such a a, a real pleasure to speak with you. And um, for our listeners, we've been talking with Christian J. Ward. He's the Executive Vice President and Chief Data Officer at Yex. And Yex helps organizations build digital experiences across any channel using their open and composable platform, the Yex. DXP, which collects and organizes content to deliver AI-led experiences for organizations, customers, employees, and partners. And Christian is the Executive Vice President and Chief Data Officer at YEX and focuses on expanding applications at intersection of data and AI. He is also the uh, uh, best-selling author. Uh, His book is called Data Leverage, Unlocking the Surprising Growth Potential of Data Partnerships. And this is available on Amazon, so please go to Amazon. It's a great read. So, uh, Christian, to, for our guests to reach out to you, they can reach out to you under Ward Christian on LinkedIn. On Twitter, uh, it's Ward Christian J, excuse me. On Twitter, at Ward Christian J. And for Yex, please go to www.yex.com. And on Twitter, it's at Yex. On LinkedIn, under Yext and on Instagram under Yex Inc., and on Facebook under Yex DE. So please reach out to Christian and take a look on Yex, and Christian's right. Yex has a great – Christian, you have a blog section on your website, I think, and you have some great articles posted there um, if people want to learn more about it. Absolutely. And you've been – yeah. And you've been listening to Leadership Beyond Borders, uh, sponsored by CINDA. And uh, CINDA holds conferences. Their next conference is October 22nd to 25th in Port Portugal, where you can meet the YEX team. So please go to www.cinda.org for more information. And with that, it's uh, listen next week again. And thank you, Christian. Great conversation. And I hope to talk to you again in a couple months.
2: Thank you, Kimberly. And as always, uh, a great conversation. Thank you again.
1: Okay. take care. And thank you, guests, for listening. Bye bye.
0: Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.